ask a simple question and just let her keep on talking, you know, let them talk as much as they can. And at the end of it, I just like, so is there a price that you're comfortable with with selling? And that price was perfect for us. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Best ever listeners, hello, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name's Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the best real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. Uh, We talk to best ever guests like Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many others. With us today, we have an experienced wholesaler based out of Phoenix, Arizona. How you doing, Isaac Moore? Doing good today, Joe. How are you? I doing very well, my friend. A little bit about Isaac is, uh, as I mentioned, he's an experienced wholesaler. He's been doing it for the last two years, and he has done over 40 wholesale deals. You can find him at truefreedomachievers.com. That's truefreedomachievers.com. And of course, because he lives in Phoenix, Arizona, his favorite team on non-real estate related fact uh, would be the Phoenix Suns. So with that being said, Isaac, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started real estate. I went to a RAWW meeting approximately uh, two and a half years ago. And um, really, uh, from there, it kind of sparked my interest. Went into listening to any podcast that I could, listened to a podcast daily, and really kind of got my first deal from just listening to podcasts. I was sitting out yellow letters, targeted lists, and i um, fortunate enough to get my first deal with the uh, help of another wholesaler who found a buyer for me. Um, and really, uh, from there, just kept moving forward, kept trying different things, teamed up with a couple people. And today, things are working pretty well. You know, we're doing a lot of deals with a group I'm with, True Freedom Achievers. And there's five of us. It's three acquisition members, uh, myself, Andrew LeBaron, and Andrew Brannick, and then uh, two owners, Mike Lima and Tim Wynn. And uh, we got a nice little machine going. All right. Well, I, I know Andrew very well. And best ever listeners, you've heard me uh, talk about Andrew. And you probably, best ever guess, you've probably, uh, well, you've definitely met Andrew before. He is responsible for 
writing the show notes of every episode, coordinating with all the guests. He uh, does a great job finding the best guests and uh, then following up with them afterwards. So Andrew's part of my team, and that's how Isaac and I got connected. Uh, with your, your st- I, I want to just go back r- briefly, if we could, to when you first got started. You said you're listening to podcasts. How long did it take you from when you went to that meeting to um, when you got your first deal? Oh, the first meeting I went to, I think, was in April. I didn't get my first deal until November. So the meeting went on and like, really, I was just, you know, full of questions, didn't know how to start, where should I start, you know, how can I start, how quickly can I start? And uh, that's how I kind of stumbled on a podcast. And then the podcast was uh, actually uh, Andrew Brannick, he put me onto the podcast and then that was just gold for me. I felt like the podcast really gave you everything you really needed. You just had to go out there and take action. And what podcast or podcasts are you referring to? I was listening to Epic Real Estate. I was listening to Matt Terrio's Epic Real Estate uh, daily. And when you're listening to those episodes, are you acting on the advice? Like what what type of approach are you taking? Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I did. Um, You know, Matt was saying that he was writing like 30 handwritten letters a day. So I just sat down, bought all the materials and just started uh, writing letters. I got my list from uh, ListSource. And uh, I think I did a absentee, uh, I think I did an out-of-state absentee, and I think we might have done over like, or probably purchased before 2005 type of thing. And uh, yeah, just turned up getting a couple of good leads. So how much did you spend all in to get all that set up? When I first started out, honestly, it probably was, I would say around $600. And what was the breakdown of those 600 It was like, uh, you know, what we probably purchased at least... You know, most of the money went to the envelopes and to the uh, and to the yellow letter pads, the the legal pads, and then uh, the list was like at least I think the list cost us around two fifty when we got our list. It's like fifteen hundred or eleven hundred names, something like that. And uh, we ended up. It took us like two months, but we ended up you know handwriting most of them, and then we kind of figured out a way to handwrite one, copy it in the printer, and then kind of. <laughs> Make it look like it was still handwritten and have another <laughs> legal pad come out and uh, print it on top. And it was funny because people would call us like, man, this looks handwritten. Is this is this really handwritten? And I'm like, you know, sure is, buddy. You know, it's, they're like, it's great marketing. It was like, so we knew it was effective. It was really cool. But honestly, once I got my first phone call, that's when I was hooked. That's when I figured this thing really is real and that I could do it. I just got to refine my skills and just get better. And as you've uh, done now over 40 deals, what have you refined? Um, Honestly, the thing that really clicked for me was this year teaming up with a bunch of uh, with with a group of like minded individuals. Like we all just wanted the same goals, which was just, you know, getting as many deals done as we could as possible. And it was like a small community for us. But, you know, we had two older guys to lean on who had so much experience and really, for them, like it, they weren't doing anything mind blowing. It was just, you know, really getting out there, making sure that, hey, you know what? It was just, yeah, it was really just getting out there and putting in more effort. I felt like I, I think I thought that it was going to be a lot easier than what it was. Then I realized yeah. the amount of effort that I really need to put in. And then once I started putting in the effort, the deals just started pouring in. How did you become introduced to the? 
the group that you're in right now. I mean, it's with four other people, which is a bit unique, yeah. at, at least from what I've come across. Usually, uh, well, usually wholesalers will partner with maybe one other person to help with the marketing or, or something. But uh, typically what I've found is they're kind of a, a one-person show. How did you get introduced to these the four other people? Yeah, so me, me and Andrew Bannock, we started out first and you know, we were just really, we were just sending out as much mail as we could. All we really did was mail because we didn't want to do the door knockers. You know, that was too much work. We didn't want to uh, go to all the networking events because that was too much work. It was like, hey, we're just going to stick to these letters. All we could do is send the letters and talk to people. It's easy. And uh, doing all the letters and talk to people wasn't getting us the results we wanted. So Tim, we were doing deals with Tim. Like Tim was probably our best buyer. And at the time, uh, Tim was just like so friendly and he was just, he was so supportive. I, I had never met another wholesaler who was willing to support my business, uh, as much as he was. So we were just hanging out with him a lot, always asking him questions, always in his office. And eventually he was like, Hey guys, you know, you want to just team up, uh, join our group. You know, we got plenty of extra leads that we don't get to. You guys can work on those. And then also we have uh, just some different strategies you guys might want to try out. So we hooked up with Tim and, uh, you know, we start we, we get a lot of online leads from Z buyer and those were OK at first. But then it was just like going to the networking events, really going to any network event that we could. Trying to build our network was probably the biggest thing that probably changed for us. We were just getting more deals from other people as opposed to just our own efforts. And I think that was probably the biggest change for us that made us uh, probably explode so this year than we have any year previous. And when you go to these networking events, what's your approach? Uh, talk to everyone. Yeah. A- anyone and everyone you can talk to, somebody crosses your path, because you always have that little voice in your head that says, nah, not not this guy, or nah, you know what, I really don't <laughs> want to talk right now, or you know, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Whatever you say you don't want to do, do it. Just do the opposite. <laughs> and once you start doing that, and you force yourself to just talk to everyone and anyone, You'll be surprised uh, who's looking for what and who can help you out. Can you give a specific example of of a scenario that you've come across like that? Yeah. I was at an Asria event earlier this year. I'd probably say May. And uh, the big we have two events. We have one that is a smaller venue, really easy to network because they have your haves and wants. And so it's like really easy to network in that. But uh, the bigger one um, is that it's at the Coliseum. So there's a lot more people. A bigger room and really it's just like you know there's not a whole lot of people there to network they're there for their little niches so you got to kind of just go out there and get them and uh that's basically what i did i just was out there just trying to talk to whoever i could and uh i know i always have a little voice in my head telling me you know just be quiet or whatever but uh i ended up talking to this one individual he had a property in uh west phoenix and he couldn't find a buyer it looked like a pretty good deal you know, we uh, had an option agreement on it, so we didn't have any risk or anything for the deal. And uh, we were able to find him a buyer, you know, and uh, it was really quick for us because uh, the group that really the group that I'm with now, the reason why it's so effective for us, I think, well, not not the only reason, but one of the reasons is their buyers list is just so much bigger. I mean, these guys can find buyers in no time where we were struggling to find buyers all the time. So having the ability to have a larger buyer's network and we still try to go our buyer's network every single day too but uh having that ability really made the deals uh get closed a lot faster and uh get more deals closed isaac what's your best real estate investing advice ever to have 
100% faith in yourself that you can do anything, especially real estate, because real estate is not so much, um, are you the smartest guy? But I'd rather have a guy on my team who's going to give me all the effort that he can, as opposed to a guy on my team uh, who just thinks he knows everything, but uh, doesn't really want to give the effort. I think if you just if you just have faith that you're going to be able to figure it out, you're going to be able to solve any problem that comes your way. And if you can't solve it, reach out to people. Networking, I think, has been the biggest change in my real estate success this year because uh, we just share ideas. You know, you share so many different things, but, you know, the best is just getting a deal when you didn't have to pay for any marketing for it. You know, that's the best, that's the best type of deal I think you can get. So for anyone out there, I would say network your butt off because you're just going to learn so much and take as much action as you can, you know, massive action. And I know everybody hears that, but network your butt off, take as much action, and always have faith, no matter what's going on, have faith that next month's going to be better than the month you're in right now. Can you give us an example of a typical deal that you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the last deal we just got, we got a nice property in a Paradise Valley area. It was just a postcard, just a regular uh, we use a yellow postcard. I'm not even sure what the message says. We use a company that does everything for us now, which I didn't have. What's, what's the company? Dealbot. Okay. Yeah. So Dealbot, they select the list for us. They send the postcard for us. They think they even put the message on. Only thing we have to do is uh, record the voice message. And then, uh, you know, when anybody calls in, we get an email. And whenever I get these emails that somebody has called, I call them immediately. I don't wait. The more people I call right away when the phone rings, the more deals I get done. When I when I wait around, uh, it just, you know, sometimes they lose interest. But we had that one set up. This lady, uh, and actually that was, a, it was a really easy deal, actually. The lady was like, uh, you know, telling me about some of the things going on in her family. She had some issues with her mother, some medical issues, I think it was, with her mother. And she was just, uh, you know, we were just talking for about probably five to 10 minutes. You know, I try to ask a lot of opening questions, just like, you know, you know, Ask a simple question and just let her keep on talking, you know, let them talk as much as they can. And at the end of it, I just like, so is there a price that you're comfortable with with selling? And, uh, you know, she came out with 600,000 and that price was perfect for us. And uh, I think we're going to make like, I think we're going to make 50,000 off this flip. You know, it was nice, easy flip. You know, there was no hassling the seller and, uh, you know, it was just a good property. So it was, it was a real simple deal. With the, with the flip, uh, how long does it take? And when, when we say flip, it's a wholesale, right? Yeah. Okay, with with the wholesale deal, how long does it take you to find the buyer for in that example a six hundred thousand dollar property? Oh, this one, you know what? It didn't really take us that long. We had we had a lot of buzz on it. The the good thing is the lady wanted to extend the close until January, till the the first. Uh, I think we're closing on the fifteenth. But on this particular deal, we had a lot of buzz. As soon as we know that that, that we got buzz. We almost always know that we're going to find a buyer as long as we have the deal long enough. If we need to extend the inspection period, we will. Um, but as long as we know there's a lot of buzz, we very, we're very we just very confident that we're going to get a buyer. And the first week, uh, there was a lot of buzz. A lot of people were driving by the house. Uh, the tenant that was living in the house at the time calling the seller like, man, there's cars circling the house like every day. What's going on? You know, so it was kind of funny. But um. Yeah, as soon, as soon as we got the buzz going, we just know the deal is going to close. And I think we actually found a buyer last week. So it was, a, you know, it, it really wasn't too difficult. It's pretty, pretty easy. 
Okay. Uh, specifically, how do you, what is your methodical approach to, as you call it, creating the buzz? So I, I, I assume that means notifying your buyer list of the opportunity. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, we uh, notify our buyers list. I think we actually post our properties. We have a VA also, like we have our own private list and then we have a VA who posts on Facebook. Um, she posts on Craigslist. She posts on LinkedIn and I post on bigger pockets, the properties also. And then, uh, you know, we try to get it on as many, uh, you know, get as many eyes on it through social media. Plus, um, we just have our own list. And, you know, uh, that's basically the process. You know, once once we get it under contract, once we got the photos, everything ready to go, uh, we blast it out and we try to really just put it in front of anybody and everybody that we can. And uh, you don't have to give us the buyer's name, but just what is their profile? How, who? What, what's their background? Are they local? Um, are they an individual? What are they looking to do with the property? You know what? I'm not even sure because as my role now with this group, Mike really handles all the back end stuff that happens with the buyers. So most of the time, like I might know a buyer every now and again, but most of the time it's, uh, I think actually we do know this buyer though. This was Andrew Brannick's buyer. Um, he knew another guy who's been just trying to, he, this guy knows a bunch of buyers who buy the high end houses uh, I don't even know who the buyer's name is, uh, but Andrew has a guy um, who knew another guy who basically was able to <laughs> close on the deal for us. So, and is it? Uh, it's all ca cash transaction. Yeah, all cash transaction. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever book you've read? Hmm. I did have to say it would be Kiyosaki. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, that was the book that changed it for me. And uh, best ever listeners, I know that you've probably heard this before. I'm going to repeat it because it's a well, it's a really good episode with his, with Robert on the show. He mentions questions that one question in particular that uh, needs to be answered in order to partner with him on a deal. And uh, so you can listen to episode number 262 titled Want to Do a Deal with Robert Kiyosaki. Well, then you better know the answer to this question. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? <laughs> you know what? I would say one of the best personal growth experiences I had, and you know what? This might even be another book that I love. Uh, I was at the REWW event. I went to like three or four events. And it's like, there's a couple millionaires in there. You know, I, it's like, I didn't have any, you know, two nickels to rub together. I'm just like, okay, hanging out with these rich guys <laughs> talking about houses and they're talking about these big developments they want to do this. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what you guys are doing here. And uh, one guy, I'll never forget his name, Michael Hamburger, came up to me and he was like, hey, read this book. It's going to change your life. And that was another life changing book for me, I would say. Uh, it was, um, oh, gosh, what's the guy's name? Um, he's my favorite, too. <laughs> he is, uh, oh, gosh, I, you know, it just totally hates me right now. Well, we'll have to come back to that because uh, if it's a life-changing book for you, then we have to know it. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, sorry. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon. Ah, uh, yeah. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill was another life-changing. I was just like, at Napoleon Hill, I listened to that uh, audiobook at least 30 times. It, like, it just blew my mind, the, you know, the things that he told you to do. And I got my little notepad out and was doing all the things he was trying to tell me to do. And Napoleon Hill was one 
that definitely influenced me and changed the way I thought. Another really good book from the Napoleon Hill Foundation is Three Feet from Gold. It's um, a, a story about uh, someone who uh, just is doesn't take it quite to the, the level they need to until they apply some principles uh, that Napoleon Hill talks about. And I found it to be similar to you on Think and Grow Rich, which surprisingly I actually have not read yet, even though I should have. Um, I've, I found Three Feet from Gold to be just incredibly inspirational and then also very um, practical on the different types of things you can implement in your life, not only for business, but then also personal stuff. Oh, great. Yeah, I got a good Three Feet from Gold, and I have not listened to that one. Best ever deal you've done? It was the first deal I did myself uh, without the assistance of another wholesaler or anything else like that, where I finally got to go to escrow and meet the title agents and do all that. Um that was the deal that we sent a letter out in October um, when we first started doing our yellow letters. And a guy saved the yellow letter, called us back in February. So it was like four or five months later. And uh, he was like, hey, got a couple properties I want to sell. You know, come take a look. Da, da, da. I want to take a look. And you know what? I bounced it off a bunch of wholesalers that I knew. And nobody, like a couple guys couldn't figure out the value because it was just an interesting piece of land where it was at. Uh, but it was in a really good neighborhood. And... Uh, come to find out once we did it and I got a buyer for it uh, we, we made 20 grand off the deal and it was like our first $20,000 deal so we were super psyched out and it was like our first it was still under our first like you know six months of operation so we we're just super excited and happy and uh, and it, the deal ended up like we bought the house for 250000 right um, we sold it to somebody for two seventy, and without even knowing that person sold it. It was just a long daisy chain of wholesalers who sold it to somebody else. And uh, the last guy ended up selling it for, I think the last guy bought it. I think there was five people who made money on the deal. <laughs> and I, I only knew the one guy who I thought was the real buyer, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so it come to find out the last guy who sold it, sold it, I think, for three. No, he bought it for, I want to say, 330 sold it for 400 So I was like, Wow. <laughs> I had a $150,000 opportunity. I'm one of my first deals that I've ever done, and I didn't even know it. But, you know, it just teaches you. You know what I'm saying? It was just a huge teacher for me. I was just like, wow, that was a huge eye-opener. What was so challenging about challenging about the, the valuation process with this property? Oh, so there was three little properties on this. Uh, this guy owned a, he owned a half-acre lot in this neighborhood. That was there were there were there were million dollar homes in the neighborhood, right? But he owned these three little properties on it, so it wasn't a typical house. And not all the houses in the neighborhood were million dollars. Like on, on the street that he was on, there were houses um, going for you know four, five, six hundred thousand. But basically, the only option here was to scrape and do a development. I had no idea about you know what a value of a house might be, what it might cost to do a new build and uh, how many properties you could actually put on this lot of land. So it was hard for me to estimate what it might be really worth to somebody. Mm, yep, that's that's very interesting. That's uh, new, new development is a whole nother world I've, I've found out personally and I definitely need to have someone on your team. At, at the, if you were to come across a deal like that today, would you uh, speak to someone you know who understands development and can give you a better picture and then pay them say like, I don't know, a consultant fee or absolutely, how would you approach that? Absolutely would have done it. And actually at the time I was trying to talk to a couple of guys, but they just didn't really know what's going on with it. But uh, the team that I got today 
I think if I had the deal today, we would have capitalized uh, much more on the property as opposed to what I did back then. But um, uh, I would definitely suggest, you know, if, if you have a deal like that where you think it might really be worth something, you know, try to reach out to as many people as you can. Try to find anybody who does any type of developments. And, and like, and if you go to the RIA event, talk to the guy who's running the RIA. He knows somebody who uh, knows developers who can help you out and evaluate that property and get a true value for it. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Good question. And you know what? Honestly, I totally believe in uh, the more you help others obtain their goals, the faster you will obtain your own goals. So, like, I love to reach out on bigger pockets or reach out to anybody who's trying to wholesale and meet with them every single Wednesday. I meet with a couple people every Wednesday and just we just talk real estate and I just figure out how I might be able to help them out. Because so I know the more I can help them out, in turn, they're going to help me out. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, the biggest one? Oh, man, I, 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 I was trying to market out of state in Houston. So, like, after our first couple of months, we're like, dude, we can do this anywhere. Let's, let's, let's start marketing in Houston. We're t- yeah, I know the market's hot over there. Uh, we were marketing in Houston. We were getting a great return on our letters, man. We are doing standard letters. We are getting a great return. And uh, we had a couple deals under our belt. And one deal looked so big and juicy that I kind of ignored everything else. And it was like, I probably lost three or four deals messing with one deal that I ended up not making any money off of. And then one of the deals we ended up getting that I called back, uh, I followed up with a lady that she had called me like three months prior when we first found this deal. And uh, we were trying to do the deal with her. We got everything set up. And um, the mistake I made was not reading the contract close enough because when it came down to uh, the fine, the deal just got skinnier and skinnier, it seemed like, as the weeks went on. And uh, we were dealing with a realtor who was working with a hedge fund. And the realtor put in a 3% commission. I didn't think there was going to be any 3% commission on it. So when it came to closing, it was like, okay, we're about to lose money now if we do this deal as opposed to make money. We're only looking to make like two grand off the deal, too. It's like, well, now we're going to lose two grand because it's 2%. <laughs> so it was like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we, because, you know, I was always under the impression, hey, try to build the best relationships you can, do whatever you can for the next guy, and it's going to come back to you. So we're like, dude, do we just bite the bullet and lose this two grand so the deal doesn't fall through? Or do we just fucking, and we, we, we ended up biting the bullet. We lost two grand and, you know, everybody else made money but us. And we never did deals with those guys again. Never saw them ever again. It was just like, why do we do that? Let's not ever do that again. So. <laughs> Let's make sure we read our contracts as thoroughly as possible. But to their, I mean, to their credit, they did have it in the contract. Yeah, yeah, that, it was totally my mistake. I did not read the three percent part. It, it, was, it was towards the end of the contract, and I just overlooked it, and it was totally my fault. What's the best ever way the best ever listeners can reach you? Email. Hit me up on my email directly. Uh, it's Isaac I S A A C dot more M O O R E R E I at Gmail. And if, if you're in the Phoenix Valley area or any, honestly anywhere in the United States and you got questions or you just want to talk shop about real estate, you know, I really love real estate. I think uh, it's a great vehicle that can help you achieve a lot of goals that you have set forth financially. And, um, you know, uh, if you want to reach out to me, please do. All right, Isaac. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about your experience as a wholesaler over the last couple of years, how your business has grown from where it was to now doing, you've done over 40 deals in the last two years. Uh, and the the main difference is teaming up, as you said, with like-minded individuals. You've 
you've honed your business model since then and specifically you have uh you attribute most of your success uh towards or the 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 uh advancement of your company towards the networking events and that's been the biggest change and the really being comfortable getting comfortable being uncomfortable during those events and speaking to uh people i take a slightly different approach when i go to net well a completely different approach when i go to networking events but it works for for different types of people i because i know because other people who i speak to on this show they say they try to speak to as many people as possible i usually try to speak to just one or two people and get to know them really well and and kind of uh that's it uh, and that's success for me but uh both approaches i do know work uh because uh other guests like yourself have have said that and then also you know with the the best ever advice have 100 faith in yourself that you can do anything that's true if if we surround ourselves uh with other people who are achieving what we want to achieve then we can do most i i wouldn't say anything we do most things i certainly wouldn't be able to beat lebron james at one-on-one <laughs> in basketball but uh if if there's if there's the opportunity that with the business that aligns with our personal skill set as well as our interests and we align ourselves with the right people then we can do most things i'd say as long as we continue to pursue them and and become are resourceful enough and and we want it bad enough uh so thank you so much for being on the show and sharing the six hundred thousand dollar wholesale deal example also the 251 where it ended up uh uh, being purchased for four hundred thousand—that's really interesting too. And there's lessons to be learned uh, when you have uh, have a deal like that. Uh, bring on a consultant for who knows development. Uh, pay them a couple hundred dollars for an hour or two of their time, and then just see if it's if it's if there's something you can do with that. And then also, I love the lessons learned. Um, two other ones where you didn't focus on the other deals when you got a big fish in the water uh, in Houston and uh, then end up closing on the first one, the big one. And lastly, the contract, just looking at contracts closely. So thanks so much for being on the show, sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. And I hope you have a best ever week. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a great one. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.